While there has been a considerable degree of focus upon businesses that have been undone by the ongoing pandemic, whether restaurants, theater chains, cruise ship companies, or retailers, there are certain business segments that have benefited from the crisis. As indicated by the New York Times, the pandemic has turbocharged profits at certain large businesses, like Amazon, which reported a 70% increase in earnings during the first nine months of this year. But it has devastated others, like Delta Airlines, which lost more than $5 billion during the third quarter alone. Some of this was predictable. As people have looked for ways to social distance, e-commerce activity has surged, and Amazon is easily the largest online seller in America. At the same time, people have been foregoing vacations, and business travel has grinded toward a halt as communications move to Zoom and other online platforms. That's not good for airlines. But there have been some surprises. Some companies that feared for their survival during the spring are doing just fine now, or even excelling. Among them are auto manufacturers and financial firms. Low interest rates have induced many to purchase vehicles and or homes, creating unexpected levels of demand during a lingering public health crisis. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. The number of available job openings in America has been climbing since the spring and is now nearly back to the levels observed before the coronavirus pandemic commenced its assault on the labor market back in March and April. As indicated by writer Gwen Guilford, there were 10.8 million job openings posted on average on online sites across the United States as of early November, up from 6 million at the low point in May. The current total number of posted job openings is only about 2% below February's average. In May, the number of job openings was off 46% relative to February. If you think about it, this is all rather remarkable. After all, the last time Congress passed any significant economic stimulus was back in April. The virus continues to surge across the land, persuading governors, mayors, and others to begin to reinitiate lockdown measures. Nonetheless, at least through the early days of November, labor market activity was continuing to edge toward pre-pandemic levels despite numerous headwinds. That said, performance across economic segments differs markedly. For instance, employers have posted 24% more job openings for people who load and stock merchandise on a year-ago basis, but job openings in tourism are down 44%. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writer Heather Long, the pandemic-induced recession has been dubbed a she-session because it has generally impacted women far more than men. According to Labor Department data, there are 2.2 million fewer women working or looking for work now than in January. That compares to 1.5 million fewer men. Said another way, women have recovered approximately 39% of the massive decline in the size of their labor force suffered this spring, while men have recovered 58% of their jobs. Much of this divergence in fortunes for women and men is attributable to the many mothers who have had to stop working to take care of children. When the pandemic first struck America's economy in the spring, women lost more jobs primarily because they are more likely to work in restaurants, 
hair salons, hotels, and apparel stores. These were among the industries most impacted by social distancing directives. But this dynamic changed by September. As the school year began, nearly 900,000 women dropped out of the labor force compared with about 200,000 men. This has much to do with remote education, including for the youngest of students. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. If you are a homeowner, you have at least one reason to be thankful. It is very likely that the value of your home is on the rise. A recent report from the National Association of Realtors indicates that the median price for existing homes was higher during the third quarter from a year earlier in each of the 181 metropolitan areas monitored. As indicated by writer Nicole Friedman, this marked the first time in 40 years that every region tracked by the association posted a year-over-year annual price increase. Back then, the association monitored only 19 metropolitan areas. Now it monitors nearly 10 times that number. There are many factors at work. First, Ultra-low mortgage rates have empowered buyers to purchase more expensive homes. Second, the inventory of homes available for sale remains low, creating scarcity and, in some cases, bidding wars between buyers. Third, the pandemic has increased demand for larger homes offering enough space to support a home office. Accordingly, in nearly two-thirds of monitored metropolitan areas, prices have posted double-digit gains over the past year. Nationally, the median single-family home price expanded 12% from a year earlier to nearly $314,000. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. 18 days ago, Pfizer and BioNTech announced that their COVID-19 vaccine candidate was more effective than expected. During the days that followed, the U.S. stock market surged higher with the expectation that the vaccine would help unlock much of the economy's presently unrealized potential. As indicated by The Economist magazine, even prior to Pfizer's announcement, the rapidity of America's economic bounce back has been exceeding forecasts and surpassing others in the advanced world. Back in April, the International Monetary Fund predicted that American gross domestic product would shrink 6% this year. It now projects a decline of around 4%. The nation's rate of unemployment peaked at 14.7% in April. The Federal Reserve expected as of June that unemployment would still be around 9% by year's end. Instead, by October, it had already dipped below 7%. While it is true that the resurgent virus is likely to significantly dampen economic momentum as 2020 draws to a close, many are hopeful that once the vaccine becomes available, America's rate of recovery will be even faster than it has been since May when the nation began to add back jobs. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.